Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hi, everyone, and welcome to History Dweebs. I'm Tim, and I am joined, as always, by the very competent, very dependable, uh, the Iron Horse of podcasting. The, the most, Lou Gehrig. The Lou Gehrig of podcasting. The uh, Cal Ripken of podcasting. Yeah, the Cal Ripken. Yeah. The uh, most dangerous man in podcasting today, the very honorable Colonel Charles Beauregard Hawkwaters III, affectionately known as a Southern Gentleman. How are you today, Colonel? Could not be better, Timmy. Could not be better. I know you're excited about this topic we're going to talk about today. Mm-hmm. And you're excited oh. for the fact that uh, me and you get to do another podcast. Once again, the devil's not the devil's on our honeymoon with Satan. Yeah. And uh, she's still... We, we, I think she's somewhere lying in an opium den somewhere. She is. N- you know, near... With Satan. Ga- near, near the gates of hell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, now Randy is still uh, on the disabled list. Uh, we hope to have her back Again, real soon. Well, we don't really hope to have her back. We don't really care. Nah. The thing, and what what we've done here, Timmy, is we we created a monster. Well, she's got her own little cult. That's the problem. We got the cackle in hen crew. Yeah. Um, oh, where Brandy? Where Brandy? Because you know, women stick together, Timmy. Yeah, that would be uh, women stick together. Kim Taylor, Stephanie Q, Brittany Nicole, Charlie. Mary Ray, they're all on that 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 uh, the Cacklin Hen crew. Yeah, the Cacklin Hen cult. We That's need what we're we need call. an intervention for them. We need to bring someone in that can kind of break them of this. Well, we need the men to step up. Yeah, and just say, women, you're wrong. Well, you know, you had Scott step up for you. He said he was in uh, your your corner, that he was part of your crew. But yeah, um, but you know, Scotty, the thing about Scotty is he uh, he's good to have in your corner, but he's a wild card. You never know what he's going to do. The wild man. He's a wild. Well, man. he's the wild card. You never, you can never really count on him doing a predictable, logical thing to me. <laughs> so he can, he could hurt you as much as he helps you. Yeah. Scott's been working hard on his podcast. He has a new podcast out, so he's working hard on that. So give him a listen. It's Scotty J's history podcast. You get a chance over at Podcast Garden. But we do expect Brandy to be back uh, soon. Uh, hopefully, uh, you know, with us next week. But uh, she's healing, so get well, Brandy. A couple of shout-outs, Colonel. We got some very nice email. Uh, one from um, Josh Hill down under. You know, I'm. You know, Colonel, you and I are very big down under. Well, I've, I've been told I'm big down under, yeah. Timmy. Uh, but Josh Hill's from Australia. He said uh, he really enjoys the podcast. So thank you for listening, Josh. I uh, got a nice email from Eric DeWitt. Also. Um, uh, been you know also found the podcast and uh, enjoys it so we appreciate him listening. We've got some really good uh, reviews uh, on iTunes and we really appreciate that because that's how people can find us. So for those of you who've put in uh, positive reviews for us in the past week, thank you very much. We certainly appreciate that. Colonel, uh, how about you? You got a couple of shout outs? I'm sure. Well, you know, I always got a shout out to Lady Beverly. Um, she's she's. She's yeah. been updating our page with uh, tidbits on British history, which yeah, is cool. Which is very uh, that's yeah. very cool. Um, yeah. Thank got you. her um, Tara, Tara, uh, you know Tara Z. Yeah, she sent um, you in. Uh, we're we're friend. Facebook friends okay. now. Uh, get off my damn back, Tara. Get off my back. <laughs> I'm gonna get the YouTube channel done. Just would you leave me alone? It's like having three, four wives, Timmy. Always yeah, asking uh, you. You said you were gonna have this done by then. You said you were gonna have this done by then. I'm telling you, it's the uh, Brandy Mafia. They're just and she, uh, she's a uh, keep, up the, keep she's it a, up, Tara. 
She's a devoted uh, Cardinals fan. Arizona Cardinals. Arizona Cardinals. And, uh, excited she, uh, about the Super Bowl and Carson Palmer. She's very excited, and, and I told her, you know, I, I you know, I'm a, you know, I'm Broncos. I bleed mm-hmm. blue, Timmy. Mm-hmm. Um, bleed orange and blue. It's a nice little bouquet there, but uh, it actually sounds pretty weird. But go ahead. No, it's it's a disease. But anyway, uh, we might meet up in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Our teams, and I told her I would be. Uh, a gentleman and sportsmanlike, and uh, and if we were Denver won, I would taunt her ass without mercy. I think you should, if uh, Arizona wins, you should be forced to take a picture with an Arizona shirt on, a Carson Palmer shirt. I, I, but you know I love Carson Palmer. But yeah. uh, And my last shout-out goes to, well, you know who my last shout-out is going to go to, who it always goes to, our one and only. Do I even have to say a name, listeners? You know who it's going to be is Dottie Scott. Yeah, she's mending. Dottie she's, Scott's she's on, on the mend. On the she's, mend. Uh, yeah, she's got that. Got that uh, and Dottie ain't going to be ice skating for a little bit, but she's going to be back on the ice. She's not going to be doing any uh, triple axles. No, but soon, you know what? As soon, as soon as she done, as soon as she heals up, me and Dottie going salsa dancing, Kimmy. <laughs> She used to ice skate when she was younger, she was telling me. So. Well, she, I don't she, think she'll be ice skating anytime soon. Well, but she will be salsa dancing. She may be salsa dancing. She'll be, doing the, she'll be doing the mambo with the colonel. Yeah, I thought you and uh, uh, I thought you and Betty White were uh, going to be on Dancing with the Thrust Stars. Well, you know what? Dottie, Dottie was, we talked about it, and she broke a foot, and I had to put everything on hold. Okay, so you're, uh, the, the Dancing with the Stars is on hold for that. Mm-hmm. Just for now, just All for right. now. Let's get into today's topic, uh, and it's Major Henry Rathbone. Uh, and if that name sounds familiar, it might, for those of you who are familiar with U.S. history. Um, Henry Reed Rathbone was a uh, officer in the United States military um, and also a diplomat. Um, he served in the Union Army during the American Civil War. And the name might be familiar to you because Henry Reed Rathbone was present um, at Ford's Theater uh, when President Lincoln was assassinated back in 1865. Well, was he? He was sitting next to him, wasn't he? He was actually sitting in behind him. <clears throat> um, behind and um, he fell to... Uh, Failed in an attempt to stop the assassination, and it led to major problems. This is a, a so Wilkes it, Booth had to reach over, over him, kind of to the to the side of him. I'll get into that. That's just rude. Yeah, you're trying to watch a play. <laughs> yeah, he was pretty rude. Um, but anyway, let's. I mean, let's. Uh, it's it's kind of a sad story, and it's it's tragic. It was tragic, of course, for the country and for President Lincoln and for. Mrs. Lincoln, but it was also tragic for Henry Rathbone and his wife. So uh, Henry Reed Rathbone um, was born in Albany, New York, on July 1st, 1837. So That uh, means his wife would have been, uh, or he would have been, his mama would have been pregnant over the holidays. <laughs> she would have, but she beat the 4th of July holiday. And she did. Yeah. Uh, Henry was one of four, four children uh, born to Jared Rathbone. He, Jared Rathbone, his father, was a merchant and a very wealthy businessman. Uh, he, he later became mayor of Albany. And his wife, um, Henry's mother's name was Pauline Rathbone. But uh, when uh, Henry was just a lad, I, uh, he was, uh, when he was... Um, Let's see how old was he? He was eight years old, eighteen forty-five, when his father passed away, um, and um, it was quite a loss for the family. Uh, but his father was wealthy, so Henry inherited a considerable sum of wealth—two hundred thousand dollars. Holy! 18, yeah, God. in eighteen forty-five, and, and, and that was money. He also inherited property, so it was close to a half a million dollars in. Uh, his estate was so the Rathbones were doing pretty good for them. Yeah, he was. He he inherited uh, pretty. You know, he he left his children quite an estate. You uh, know, Rathbone is an old Scottish name to me. He was. You're right. It's an old his, Scottish his, name. His, and then, and if you go back to the original language, it means angry penis. <laughs> is that what it means? Wrath of, wrath of the wrath of the wrath bone. Of the bone. I, you know, angry I, penis. I can see that. Hmm? So um, he, Henry had a 
you know, other than losing his father at age eight, had a pretty ha- happy childhood. Well, hell yeah, he had two hundred dollars, two hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, but I don't think child. he got that right away. He inherited it. I lost my father when I was young. Ain't nobody gave me two hundred thousand dollars. He's still waiting. Still waiting on that check. His uh, mother, Pauline, remarried, and she married a fellow by the name of Ira Harris. And Ira Harris was a political bigwig. In fact, uh, he, when uh, William Seward, you heard the name William Seward, mm-hmm. Secretary of State under President yeah. Lincoln. When William Seward was appointed to Secretary of State in the Lincoln's cabinet, um, he, left a, he, he left a Senate seat in the state of New York. And um, Ira Harris, who would now become uh, Major Rathbone's or Henry Rathbone's stepfather, he was appointed to that Senate seat. So, you know, it was you know that family was doing okay for itself, right? Um, but when Pauline married Ira Harris, Harris had, was a widower and had four children of his own. His wife Louisa had died in 1845, so a couple of years prior to that. Um, as a result of this marriage, it's become like the Brady Bunch, right? Uh, Ira brought in, or uh, Pauline brought in her children. Ira brought in his children, and one of Ira's daughters' names was Clara. 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 Beautiful name. You know, Clara is going to be a pretty girl. Yeah, yeah. And I and I say that because for the listeners who don't know, Timmy has a uh, senorita. Senorita, and and she's the only way I can describe the woman is she's stunningly beautiful. Very um, lovely, Clara in, in Medellin, Colombia. Medellin, uh, she's uh, what? She's like twenty-one years old. She's or like twenty-seven years old. Okay, twenty. Oh, yeah. excuse me, Timmy. I'm, she's <laughs> okay. twenty-seven years old. Very mature for her. Beautiful, age. beautiful woman. Very, very. I only know it from the internet. Very sweet. Very funny. Very yes. bubbly and yes, it's very, very sweet. Yeah. How the hell did you end up with? I don't know. So. Uh, was, I don't know either. But okay, you, so you have a set of skills, Timmy. I, I you have a set, yeah, set of skills. I do, I do. So anyway, Clara became Henry's stepsister. Right now, they were stepbrother and stepsisters, but they they were not related by blood, of course, and they developed a very close friendship. See. And this is the thing I always do. You say, like the Brady Bunch? Mm-hmm. You know Greg was banging Marsha. I don't know that. But, you know, the one I would be worried about you Cindy. Know, the- Cindy, yeah, I mean, when she got older, was not very attractive. Well, she was ugly, though. I mean, she was bangable. I don't know. You know, Jan was bangable, man. She had Oh, Jan choice. turned into... Now, yeah. I'll tell you the one, but you know the one who... And I actually met her in person, uh, Alice. Alice, you the, know, the maid. Alice, the maid. You know her and Sam were doing some dirty, oh, dirty Sam stuff. Sam the butcher. Sam the butcher. They, he was bringing over the mm, pork chop. He, he had big thumbs. Sam was delivering the meat. <laughs> he was delivering the meat to Alice. Yeah. Well, anyway, this is kind of like that because Clara and uh, Henry, they were stepbrothers and stepsisters, but they, they got very close and uh, developed a close friendship, and then they fell in love. So not being related by blood, of course, then they were free to pursue that relationship, even though it was kind of uh, awkward, I guess. You know, this might be the first story we've done in about eight months where the stepfather just didn't beat the hell out of the kid. Yeah, yeah, it really is. There's no um, no parental abuse or children uh, child abuse in this one. So this some bitch going to turn out to be normal. Well, no, I wouldn't get that far. <laughs> uh, so anyway, uh, Henry and Clara fell in love. And, of course, um, Henry um, was a good student growing up, and he studied law at Union College. Uh, and he left. Uh, he worked briefly at a law partnership in Albany, New York, so he passed the bar. Um, well, as opposed, you did not. I did not take the for bar. the listeners. You didn't pass the bar. I did not take the bar. I'm gonna throw a little bit of this out for our listeners because okay. they they don't know this stuff. Tell me what you got degrees in, Timmy. You got a JD, which is your law degree. I got a juris doctorate. That's correct. You got a master's in public administration. Correct. You have a master's in social work. Correct. Uh, you, what else you have? Master's in labor employment relations. Master's in labor and. Re- <laughs> and I have student loan debt. <laughs> you, you the most, most of all. You, and we have the same job basically. Yeah, basically. <laughs> I got a high school diploma. Yeah, but you, you know, you're charming. 
Okay, so um, where were we? This is why the show's so good, because Timmy's so smart. Yeah, that's not it. Thank you, all. government subsidized loans. <laughs> I'm still paying them, <laughs> son of a bitch. Okay, so Henry worked at a, a partnership, uh, a law partnership in Albany, and then the Civil War broke out. So like any, you know, good young man, he... Uh, you know, he entered the uh, army, uh, entered the Union Army to fight for the cause of the North. Um, and uh, during the war, he served as a captain in the 12th Infantry Regiment and was at the Battle of Antietam and the Battle of Fredericksburg. You know, oh, the, so the, he was in you know, you know these. You know the thing about these Civil War battles, and you know, Scott knows this like the back of his hand, but they all have two names because mm-hmm. the North gave them a name and yeah. then the South mm-hmm. gave them a name. So I never know which. They need to. It's, but I wonder what the Japanese called Iwo Jima. I don't know. Probably the Battle of Iwo Jima. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I I no. I mean, you got the Battle of Berlin. You got the yeah. Battle of Stalingrad. The, right. the Germans and Russians all called it the same thing. Yeah, yeah, but not the South. They had their own. The South had the good. It, it was down <clears> home. <throat> they had like down home name. Like, yeah, uh, the battle of the battle of the, Holly Hill. Or yeah, or the like battle that. of Cow Doo Doo. Yeah, yeah. Some, it's always something real homie. So anyway, um, Henry reached the pinnacle of his military career in the early months of 1865, uh, when the Union victory found him uh, with uh, found him with the rank of major. So he became a major. Okay. Mm-hmm. So in 1865, he and Clara are living in Washington, D.C. Now, they become good friends with President and Mrs. Lincoln, especially Clara. She became good friends with Mary Todd Lincoln. Um, they attended events together like the theater. And mm-hmm. this, um, you know, we talk about this event at Fort's Theater, but they, they actually attended theater together. So they, and they had other events that they, they went together uh, to attend together on occasion. So, uh, you know, Clara was pretty close to Mary Todd Lincoln. They weren't best buddies, but they did do, you know, they did uh, have this, uh, went to social outings together. And by all accounts, Mary Todd was a, a fun woman to hang out with. Yeah, well, that's the problem is that, the, um, you know, her circle of friends was pretty limited because not, not a whole lot of people liked her. And um, Clara and um, we'll get to this in a minute. When Clara and Henry attend, you know, decide to go to the theater, they were not the first uh, couple invited. In fact, they were pretty far down the line. Um, they, uh, the Lincolns kept getting turned down. But anyway, in April of 1865, President Lincoln uh, was a half a year into his second term. The war had just ended. Uh, and you know he was pretty much he had he had aged a great deal. Yeah, oh, in, hell yeah. In those you know four or five years of the, most of his administration was spent fighting a war, um, and um, he was you know he he did uh, he had spent that, that afternoon of uh, going with uh, in April fourteenth with his wife uh, going on a carriage ride now. Um, Mary Todd wanted to go to the theater that night to see a popular British play called Our American Cousins that was playing at Forge Theater. Who are we going to marry? Back in those days, it used to be they yeah. married cousins all the time. I, I guess so. Hey, was it a porn movie? No, I don't think it was porn. porn I don't think it was a porn, porn play. I don't think so. Because they didn't have the internet back then. You couldn't yeah, just yeah. get at your house and look at porn. Right. And My American Cousin sounds like the name of a porn movie back then. Yeah, well, I don't think it, I don't think it was any nudity involved, but, you know, we'll have to check into that. But anyway, um, it was widely advertised that... Um, Miss uh, President and Mrs. Lincoln was going to be attending this play at Forge Theater that night. Now, you know, today we that would be, you know, they would never do that. But back then, uh, it was a way of, you know, the theater of promoting, you know, they, you know, people would want to attend to be in the presence. It was also Good Friday, so a lot of people would not attend theater yeah. on Good Friday. No, they should have been. He should have been walking up the steps, getting the ashes put on his forehead. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, a lot of people wouldn't attend on Good Friday, so this was a way of advertising that the president was going to attend, a way of getting people to come out to the theater. So um, they advertised it in the newspaper. Not only did they say that the president and Mrs. Lincoln would be attending, but also um, General Grant and his wife, Julia. Now, um, who was, you know, they were invited by the Lincolns to join them, but they begged off of that. Um, uh, General Grant and his wife uh, declined the offer, um, Grant was drunk all the time. Nobody, well, 
he was they were they wanted to go home to see their kids. That was the official mm-hmm. uh, reason why they declined. But really, his wife Julia did not like Mrs. Lincoln, and she's not a popular woman. And she was not. She did not have a lot of you know. Her social circle was sort of limited. Her social graces were limited to me. <clears throat> yeah. Well, she was. Um, they had got in a tiff, I guess, at an earlier social event, um, and Mrs. Lincoln had called Julia out, saying that uh, you know basically that she wanted her. You know, that they wanted to get into the White House, which, of course, they eventually did. Well, she wanted to get into Abe's band. <laughs> I'm not sure if that's Because that's where the, where do you think the, what the term Lincoln Log came from, Timmy? <laughs> Is that where it came from? Oh, Abe was, Abe was a, he was, he was the Valentino of his time, uh, he, Timmy. He was, was he hung, was he? Oh, that, that big, long, lanky thing, you know he was, Timmy. <laughs> he had to have something going. It wasn't mm-hmm. good looks, that's for sure. <clears throat> had that big mole on his cheek or yeah. that big growth, whatever yeah. the hell it was. Yeah, that wasn't good. But, you know, um, Mary Todd Lincoln gets a lot of hell from being... She wasn't much to look at either. No, no, she wasn't. But she gets a lot of grief for being batshit crazy, and she she may have been. You know, she lost three children uh, before, yeah. you know, adulthood, and she lost to, you know, Willie there right before this event, in the, you know, in, uh, young Willie in the White House. So, um, you know, she lost three children and eventually lose her husband. Uh, you know, he's killed... Ten three feet from her, so you can understand if she went a little batshit crazy. But people did not, you know, she was not well liked in the social graces of Washington D.C. Um, by a lot of people. So they invited uh, Grant. Grant and his wife declined. They said they're going to New York to visit their children. Um, they invited other couples to attend, but everyone kind of uh, said, no thanks, I'm busy. You know, kind of like you do, Colonel, when you invite me over to your house. I always come up with a reason. You do always come up with a reason. I was trying to get you to go out Saturday night, and you wouldn't do it. Well, but, but you know, it's not you. I'm just, I'm just, uh, it's... Um, Timmy's got a very packed social calendar. and he's, <laughs> no, uh, I'm not. And his social calendar from uh, 5.30 p.m. on Friday <laughs> to, to what time do you get up on Monday morning? Yeah, about 5 o'clock. Till 5 a.m. Monday morning is pizza, Netflix, and Xanax, Xanax and, yeah. and maybe some FaceTime with beautiful Clara. Yeah, that's about, that's the extent of my social life. I'm, yeah, so... But you never found you're always nice enough to invite me, and I always decline. But thank you for inviting me, Colonel. I appreciate that. Other than, you know, the devil, of course, I don't remember her inviting me. The devil don't, yeah, but you know, and, 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 and if she did, it would be like, <coughs> you, you know, you're going into the devil's den. Well, you know what I mean? And the thing she invites you to is like, oh, we're having a ritual sacrifice. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because rape it's of like the virgin the stuff. or something. Yeah, it's like this. So she invites me to stuff, and I'm like, "Well, should I bring a live goat? Do I? What do I need? <laughs> yeah, what, I supposed, what's the, what, what do I wear to that? Do I come naked? I'm not really sure. So yeah. I just skip them. Yeah. I just you're skip. better off. I she mean, just do, do, me, you, do you bring your own bucket of blood? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. She just sent me a save the date, <laughs> um, and I don't even know what it's for. But I know I, I told I, I told the Mrs. Colonel. Well, you know what? I'm not going to any more of those affairs. I'm well, she told me that you know she, she you know she told me that when they have those because you know they have those rituals of uh, the rape of the virgin. Mm-hmm. But she told me they're not really virgins. They just they just say what that. A, uh, she was she ain't seen a virgin in her whole life. <laughs> so anyway, uh, back to uh, uh, Major Rathbone and his wife, her fiance at this point. Um, so the so anyway, people the Lincolns ask all these folks to attend. And everyone turns him down. Now, John Wilkes Booth would be really disappointed that General Grant turned him down because he was hoping to get Grant Yeah, he was, he was hoping to get a twofer. Yeah. A buy uh, one, get one. Yeah, but uh, Grant turns him down. Other people turn him down. Eventually, the re, the invitation goes out to Clara and her fiancé, uh, Major Henry Rathbone, and they accept. And, you know, when you're sixth on the list... You're yeah. number six now. You shouldn't go anyway. Yeah. No, well, no it, good comes from that. I'm sure now that they wish they hadn't. Um, but anyway. Well, they, it turned out to be an awkward evening <laughs> for them, didn't it? It did. So they plan to go to see uh, our American cousins at Forest Theater on April 14, 1865. Uh, Major Rathbone with his fiancée, Clara. Um, and the party with the president arrived. They arrived a little late. This, the play had already started, which I think was kind of rude. I don't know why. No, it's fashionable. I guess. I wonder, did they play Hail to the Chief when he walked in? Yeah, they actually did. They stopped the <coughs> they stopped the play. Mm-hmm. It was already going. They stopped the play, and the orchestra played Hail to the Chief. 
uh, Lincoln waved out to the crowd and and you know uh, bowed to the crowd from his from their box. You and, know, every man in that place was pissed off because you know if you go to a play, to me, and you know to be true, mm-hmm. you've gone to the theater how many times? A lot. Oh, of times. A lot. Yeah. How many times have you really wanted to be at the theater? Uh, actually, I like the theater, so I'm probably not a good example. I can't remember the time I ever wanted to actually be at the theater. And then all of a sudden you got some some bitch walking in, causing an extra fit. Because I look at my watch, I'm like, okay, Act One, I'm 40 minutes into Act One. All right, this is only a two act play. I'm gonna be out of here in uh, 45 minutes. And then all of a sudden you got this tall, lanky some bitch strolling in. <laughs> well, they had the to switch seats stuff. too. You got to switch your seats around. You got to do all kinds of stuff. Yeah, they had they had the boot. You know, they had the the uh, they were in the box, so they had the sweet yeah. sweet seats. <laughs> I went to see. Um, uh, Les Miserables once, and now that one I like. Timmy, yeah. my, my son actually was one of the leads in a, in, a, in Les Miserables. Uh-huh. Okay, and was uh, he Jean Valjean? He was a bad guy, I believe. Oh, uh, well, uh, he was Inspector Javert. Possibly, yeah. yeah. He, Tanner's always been a dastardly boy, <laughs> but uh, so that I, is the one play I like. So we go. I went to see it, you know, and then we're sitting, and, and the play started, and. These hillbillies come in and and they walk into the, the booth, you know, the, mm-hmm. the 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 balcony booth. I don't know what the hell they're called, but but they walk in. They're like looking around, like they're, they're looking at like they're looking in you know Midtown Manhattan, looking up at skyscrapers. <laughs> they're just looking around. They just sit down. And a few minutes later, ushers come. And, oh, you're not. That's not your seat. So they end up way up in the balcony, but. It was kind of funny, but anyway, back. To Tell me what happens, like like when the devil goes to church kind of, for a yeah, bath, for yeah, somebody they, else's baptism. They just kind of motion. They just kind of get the one of the yeah, fingers. Is like, yeah, come, man, follow. You're up. gonna have to leave. Yeah. So anyway, the the president arrives. There's applause. They play help to the chief, and he takes a bow, and Mrs. Lincoln holds on to her husband's hand affectionately, and she says. What will Mrs. Harris think of me hanging on to you so? (laughs) And President replied, she won't think anything about it. You know, get a girl. Those, unfortunately, were his last words. So you think think, uh, Mary Todd was going to give the president a handy up in the Uh, box? I think she was being a little dramatic. But anyway, um, so the way, the way the, the the seats were set up, and I haven't been to Ford's Theater, so I... Didn't. I've seen the chair Lincoln was sitting in when he was shot. It's in the Ford Museum up in Detroit. Yeah, well, in the theater itself, uh, his apparently their box had bunning on it and, yeah. and flags. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, there were, as I understand, three chairs... Uh, and then it was like this um, sofa in, in the mm-hmm. back. Yeah. Well, the Lincolns sat in the chairs, as, as did Clara, and Major uh, Henry Rathbone sat on the sofa in the back. So he, I don't think he had a real good view of the yeah. play um, because he had people, he had those sitting in front of him and then, you know, the bunning that came mm-hmm. out and, and so forth. So he didn't have a real good view. But the president and his wife and Clara, they had a good view of the play. But anyway... A few minutes later, John Wilkes Booth, of course, the famous assassin, um, who was at that point one of the most famous actors in his, in his, his generation. Yeah, it would be like George Clooney. Yeah, it would Obama, be. Right? Um, <clears throat> he, um, and, you know, he was an ardent Southern sympathizer. Mm-hmm. He comes into the room, uh, walks uh, just, you know, he was just inches away from uh, Henry Rathbone, pulls out his... Uh, Derringer. He has one bullet in it, pushes it back to President Lincoln's head, and fires. Which, which I don't know. You know, I never understood this part because he wanted Grant to be there so he could get a twofer. Mm-hmm. What the hell's he doing with the Derringer? Well, he also brung. Couldn't get him, a six shooter? When he, he also brung with him. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. I agree with that. He also brung with him a, a dagger. Yeah. And uh, kind of, I guess, uh, Henry Rath, my, my guess he was daydreaming. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. 
If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juvederm.com. Dreaming. Mm-hmm. He wasn't there to protect the president. The, per- the president's uh, uh, guard just was not around. He wandered off yeah. to get a better view of the play or whatever. He was getting some popcorn. Yeah, maybe he was getting popcorn. So it wasn't, it, it, you know, it wasn't Major Rathbone's job to protect the president, but he blamed himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, when he. He kind of saw what was going on. He immediately grabbed for Booth, uh, Wilkes Booth, um, grabbed him, and um, John Wilkes Booth pulled out the da- that dagger we was mentioning and uh, cut General uh, or Major Rathbone's arm uh, from his elbow to his shoulder. So it was quite a bad, brutal stabbing. Um, and then uh, Booth went to, of course, jump from the presidential box. Uh, Rathbone, you know, was kind of taken aback. I guess you would be after you get stabbed. When you get shanked like that, you're taken aback a little bit, yeah. So he uh, lunges for Booth. and Which is what caused. Yeah, they they think that that caused, uh, you know, because Booth was pretty athletic. Now, Mm -hmm. Rathbone was not a big guy either. Neither one of them were big guys. They were about 5'10", I think. Uh, Booth was 5'8", and I think Rathbone was 5'10". But they uh, they were both athletic. You know, Booth was an actor and done all kind of mm-hmm. act, uh, uh, athletic moves on the stage. Well, he was familiar, of course, with the play, with the theater. So he uh, leaps from the presidential box. Uh, Rathbone grabs for him, and they think he might have just you know like clipped him yeah. like in football. They just he didn't really grab him, but he kind of enough to throw him off. Throw him off balance, yeah. And uh, another report said his foot got you know hung up in the bunning. But anyway, he fell to the stage, of course. He breaks his ankle. He screams, uh, uh, thus, yeah, six and Batyrinus. Yeah, thus, always the tyrants. Um, and then he, you know, landed awkwardly and then made his way, uh, across the stage and to the back entrance and jumped on his horse. And that had to hurt breaking my leg. And so, yeah, sure other than that, Mrs. Rathbone, <laughs> how did you, how like, did the you like to play? Well, of course, everyone was in shock, and um, uh, Henry ba- uh, Rathbone screamed to the crowd to stop, you know, stop him, stop that man. But people, you know, they didn't know what was going on. They didn't know if this was part of the play, or mm-hmm. if this, you know, people were in shock. Clara kind of comes to her senses, realizes what's happened. She also screams for them to stop Booth, but he gets away. Uh, now it's, of course, it's chaos. Uh, the president has been shot. He's bleeding. bleeding. There's blood all over the box, but um, the presidential box. But most of it was Rathbones. Uh, mm-hmm. The president yeah. bled very little. Well, the president took one in the back of the head, mm-hmm. and it. Uh, I believe the bullet lodged in his brain. Yeah, it did. Um, and, um, uh, and it was a ball. It exactly. It was not a spiral-shaped bullet, um, mm-hmm. a, you know, the kind that they have now. Right. Um, and, but yeah, you know, that Lincoln was one tough son of a bitch. Mm-hmm. I mean, he did not die there at the scene. He did not die at the scene. They had uh, Booth, when he came, uh, when he came into the entrance to the level which the president was at, he had blocked, he had used a bar to kind of block mm-hmm. the door. Lock the door. And it took a while for them to get that open for people to get in there. And when they did, a whole bunch of people started going in. Finally, they had to just say, you know, there was one doctor. This is a crime scene. Yeah, one doctor there that finally got through. But uh, Rathbone had a hard time getting that door open because he was his arm was cut up pretty yeah. badly. He was bleeding pretty badly. Um, but they move. Uh, they did move the um, president across the street to a boarding home. 
got him settled down to 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 kind of see what the damage was. All this time that they they move him across the street and all this you know and all through all this chaos, uh, Henry is bleeding out. Yeah, right. He's I mean, bleeding he, like he, a son bitch. He's yeah. bleeding like a stuffed pig. Right. Um, he done got shanked and ain't nobody paying no attention to him. Exactly. Give me a tourniquet or something. Yeah, exactly. Now uh, Clara did put a little tourniquet on it, which uh, later on the doctor said probably saved his life. But it went. He went for you know. 20, 30 minutes without getting any attention at all. Finally, he, you know, finally they turned their attention to him as he was basically getting ready to pass out. Um, he got treated uh, next door. But Lincoln, uh, of course, died the Saturday on Saturday uh, morning of Saturday, April the fifteenth. But he hung for taking a, a bullet to the head. Yeah, he was. He lived. Yeah. Uh, he lived for a while, right? Um, and of course, Booth, uh, he only managed to outlive Lincoln for a few weeks uh, before the, he was caught and cornered in a tobacco farm uh, and killed by uh, our good friend. Our good friend. Boston, Boston Corbett. Boston Corbett, exactly. Um, so Booth ends up dead. So, um, But anyway, uh, and they. Yeah, and, and, and mm-hmm. People have different feelings about Booth, but ain't nothing more insufferable than a Southern actor to me. <laughs> I mean, you know, Booth, you're not a big fan for of whatever uh, for whatever reason. You know, Booth was just an asshole in real life. I, yeah, I didn't, I don't like Del, Delta Burke either. No, yeah, no, Southern actress. I'm sorry, I'm just kidding. no. I don't, I don't even know who she is really. I think she was on Designing Women, wasn't she? I like Billy Bob Thornton though. I do like Billy Bob. And, Thornton. You know, Billy Bob in Thornton. Sling Blade. He was so good. Billy uh, Bob Thornton uh, is, and he's a guy who's liable. He's just crazy enough to. To actually shoot somebody too. Yeah, he is pretty wild. I like him, and he he was uh, married to Angelina Jolie. Carried a little vial of her blood around. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if he still does that. No, I do not know, Timmy. Anyway, I may- like Bad Santa. <laughs> if you ever, <laughs> bad, if you listeners, well, you, gotta you, gotta like, you gotta like Sling Blade. Uh, Sling Blade. But fried potato. I'm here to kill you. But uh, no, Bad Santa was good. You got to watch Bad Santa. I watched it on a plane. I watched it on a flight. That <laughs> was pretty good. So in uh, May of uh, 1865, Booth's Bus- accomplices were executed, of course, including uh, Mary Surratt, of course, the only woman uh, who was part of the plot or accused of being part of the plot. Um, and of course, then Vice President Andrew Johnson became president. He kind of sucked, but. That's my own personal opinion. Well, I, I think that's not your personal opinion. I think that's pretty much a universally accepted opinion to me. Yeah, he was, uh, he was uh, impeached. Came yeah. from one vote from being removed from office. Uh, but anyway, uh, Henry Rathbone, as we, uh, you know, he, he had a hard time dealing with um, the, you know, he, he took this as a personal failure that he was not able to save the life of the president. Now, he eventually healed from his wounds, but uh, physically. But it's pretty clear that he suffered from really what we would call now post-traumatic stress syndrome. He, he was never the same after that event. Uh, he returned home to New York, uh, where he recovered from his injury slowly. Um, and although his physical wounds healed, his mental state deteriorated in the years following Lincoln's death. Because, again, he was blaming himself for not being able to stop the assassination. Uh, him and Clara did finally get married in July of 1867, um, and they had three children and seemed what to be a pretty happy family, except uh, Henry's mental state was not was not very he strong. He started having bouts of depression and he couldn't did. sleep. He Anxiety crazy, and depression, yeah. yeah. Um, not he unlike, was weakened, Tim. Well, not unlike um, Mary Todd Lincoln, you know, what she went through after mm-hmm. this. Uh, she, she was scarred by these events, and so was so was Henry. If they would have had Netflix pizza and Xanax back then, Tim, may, he, he might have been okay. Well, certainly if they'd had some sort of uh, psych meds, he might have been better. Um, he, he became really obsessed with his failure to prevent the tragedy. And, you know, it's not only a tragedy for him losing... Uh, you know the friends of theirs, right. but also the country. Um, so he went into a deep depression. Now he had friends in high places. Now he didn't have to work because remember I said he inherited a lot of money from his father, his father's estate, 
But he wanted to work, and he wanted to kind of get his mind off of this obsession of his uh, thinking about this assassination. Um, and um, he had a lot of friends in high places. In fact, uh, the, the um, uh, National Archives have a whole stack of letters that you know pretty famous people wrote on his behalf to President Rufer B. Hayes asking for uh, Henry to be appointed ambassador or have some high-level position mm-hmm. in the Hayes administration, um, including William Tecumseh Sherman. Um, he also recommended yeah. Henry for a job, but uh, the Hayes administration did not hire Henry, uh, basically because the word on the street was... He was crazy. He was not He was yeah. crazy. Yeah. Of course, yeah. you know, I always wondered, because it's funny... I don't know getting a recommendation from William Tecumseh Sherman. Is I mean, well, he had his own method. You know what I mean? He, <laughs> Some bitch was crazy. He, he, well, you know, it's kind of like you know. I read. I was reading this thing about the Vietnam War and Nixon and uh, Kissinger, and um, you know, then and the negotiation with the North Vietnamese, mm-hmm. and their strategy was to make the North Vietnamese think that Nixon was batshit crazy. Mm-hmm. And uh, so maybe that was Tecumseh's... Uh, no, I believe Tecumseh was the right man at the right place at the right time, but he was crazy. Yeah, he's not well thought of in the South, but, um, you know, he, I think his thought on the war was make it as awful as it can be. And, well, and you make know, it short actually, it he may, may have been... He meant really when you when you talk about all the people in the Civil War and and, and in war in general, mm-hmm. Sherman may have had the greatest insight into war. Is that war is going to be hell? Mm-hmm. It's going to be hell. So you know what? Let's make it hell and let's make it short. Yeah. Instead of a long and, extended hell. And uh, you know, similar to uh, Truman's decision to drop uh, bombs on Nagasaki yeah. and Hiroshima. But it's okay if you're not the recipient of that. <laughs> if you live in Atlanta, if you're on the women's side, yeah, yeah, yeah there's still mad. people that think Sherman is the devil. And, oh yeah, they, yeah, war criminal and war also, criminal. Exactly. Yeah. He's Scott's a big fan of William Tecumseh Sherman. So, I actually, I believe I sent book. Uh, I sent him. Uh, I sent Scotty uh, Sherman's uh, memoirs. Oh, okay. I'm sure he liked that. Okay, so uh, so even though Henry didn't need a job, he was trying to get a job because he wanted to keep busy. He had property and money from his father's estate, as I said, enough to keep uh, sustain him and Clara for life. He didn't want to be a man of leisure. Right, he wanted to work, and he was still a relatively young man. Um, but he wanted to keep his mind off of you know this whole assassination thing. So he's still dealing with. Like I said, today it would, we would he'd be labeled suffering from post traumatic stress, but he didn't have mm-hmm. that term back in the day. In 1882, Henry Rathbone was finally appointed American Consul to Germany in Hanover, um, and he served uh, until December of the following year in that capacity. So him and Clara and their three children moved to Germany, um, and the hope was, Clara's hope was that he'd keep him busy in this new position, would keep his mind off of you know the Lincoln assassination. Mm-hmm. But it didn't turn out. It didn't turn out that way. His obsession with the assassination continued. In fact, it became more intense, and he became increasingly more violent. Well, he got into some strange. well, that he, bondage, discipline, sadomasochistic <laughs> stuff. He got no, into some weird sex at the end. No, there was no weird sex. He was into whips and chains. No, and, but he did. He he did hear voices, and he he did believe. He said he heard voices uh, in the walls. He thought there was machines in the walls that were directing him to hurt people and mm-hmm. do bad things. Um, he also became very jealous of. Of Clara, he became convinced that she was going to leave him and take the kids away. Oh, shit, yeah, he's crazy. He's hearing <laughs> stuff in the walls. Now, she had no intention of leaving Henry. Now, uh, she's crazy, too. But she was becoming more and more alarmed over his erratic behavior. Um, and probably if she was around today, she probably would have left him, but mm-hmm. that was just something that people didn't, you know, yeah. you didn't do that much back in the day. You kind of uh, didn't just walk away from a marriage, but uh, he he became increasingly uh, paranoid that she was going to leave him. In fact, one evening uh, he she woke up in, at night and he was standing sitting straight up in bed, staring off into the distance. Um, he was clearly unaware of it and his surroundings. Uh, again, he was complaining that uh, machines behind the walls were talking to him, telling him to do bad things. 
On December 23rd of 1883, which was two days before Christmas. Two days before. There was all kinds of pregnant women. Yeah. Henry, uh, strange behavior become even worse. Um, he, among other things, began to physically threaten the children, which he had never done before. Um, so Clara had put the children away for the night in their room for to go to bed. Um, and uh, Henry was convinced that the, ki- the kids were actually getting dressed to be taken away, to leave the house. Mm-hmm. And so he... He went, walked down the hallway. Um, Claire was in bed. He, they both were in bed, and he snuck out and went down the hallway carrying a knife and a pistol. Going uh, see, what is with this? A knife and a pistol? Just yeah, shoot. Yeah, well, he was reenacting, kind of reenacting yeah. the mm-hmm. uh, Lincoln's assassination. But um, he w- he went to the children's room because he he thought that they were being uh, you know getting dressed to yeah. leave. Um, when before he got to the room, he was cut off by the nanny who told him that the children were asleep. But he pushed her aside and opened the door to check on the kids to make sure that they were in there, and they were. They were in bed asleep. Mm-hmm. Now Clara woke up when all this was going on. She came down, walked down the hallway to intervene. She finally convinced Harry that the children were in their room, that they were going, that they were not going to go anywhere, and she convinced him to return to the bedroom with her. Now. When that happened, the nanny was slightly relieved when they returned, to, and she returned to her chambers, uh, but she could hear loud voices coming from the Rathbone's bedroom. A few minutes later, she heard the sounds of gunshots. Mm. Uh, Henry had shot uh, Clara three times. Son and bitch. And has also stabbed her multiple times. So he didn't even get beat by his daddy, his alcoholic daddy, didn't get no. no molestation, had all kinds of money. Sees one guy get shot and then goes off the deep end. Yeah. Well, that guy <clears throat> was the president of the United States. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just going to call it as I see it, Timmy. He was a candy ass. <laughs> so anyway, he uh, well... He needed a stronger constitution. Okay, then. well, then tell, riddle me this. Because after he does that, he turned the dagger on himself and stabbed himself six times in his chest. Oh, some bitch! <laughs> now that's he—he he did Harry carry Harry carry. Yeah, Harry that's a nasty. That's a nasty way to commit suicide. Yeah, just shoved a gun in your mouth for uh, the love of God. Yeah, no, he he sta- he tried to stab him. He stabbed himself six times. Now nan- uh, the nanny, you know, cautiously approached the. <laughs> well, the, that's the best thing. way to approach a bleeding man with a gun and a knife. Yeah. Yeah, he she found uh, she found Clara and and Henry both on the floor. And you know, just uh, just surrounded by blood, Clara was barely alive, and uh, her last words she whispered was, "He finally killed us," mm-hmm. and then she died. Um, nanny, uh, the nanny summoned the police. Uh, they arrived, found a gruesome sight of both of the Rathbones lying in the floor, drenched in their own blood. Boo. Like a horror movie, Timmy. I'm- uh, it was like a horror movie. Henry, though, was still alive, but he was clearly. <laughs> Clearly insane. Well, I would think he was clearly insane. <laughs> but, you know, he was... No, he, sane people don't stab themselves no, in the was, Yeah, I, I know. But, you know, we do these stories, and we always talk about all these, you know, these diagnoses and mental illness. And it, you, if, you, if you only listen to our stories, you think that all people dealing with mental illness were you know, going around killing and stabbing people. People who go around killing and stabbing people are mentally ill, but people who are mentally ill don't always go around killing and stabbing people. That's all I'm saying. Just because I take Xanax, and, and, and don't pe- judge me. And people who stab people are my favorite people. Of all. Yeah. <laughs> of all. Okay. yeah. Okay, so Henry was um, uh, still alive, but he was clearly insane. Uh, he was telling the police that people were hiding in the paintings on the walls. Um, he did had the no- police even check this out? Oh, I don't think they did. They probably should have, but yeah. they did. Um, he had no recollection of the crime. He kept talking about his wife as if she was still alive. Um uh, so now his uh, so he lives he survives his family and his career is wrecked of course <laughs> yeah. um, it does harm your <laughs> reputation just a little to yeah. shoot and stab your wife and kill um, his he was declared legally insane he was declared a uh, schizophrenic but I I don't think he was schizophrenic well he may have been I think now he would be it would <clears> fall <throat> more under post traumatic stress because I, I think well, he was older <clears throat> in his life when he was diagnosed I mean he, schizophrenics are but he generally had a psychotic break yeah generally schizophrenics are diagnosed in the early and people don't you know when you're dealing with mental illness one thing people don't understand about depression severe Mm -hmm. depression 
there's a certain number, and it doesn't happen often, but there's a small percentage of people who have psychotic breaks when sure. they're severely sure. depressed. Sure, and it's obviously he was. He was and it's not schizophrenia. It's not you know right. anything. It was just a psychotic psychotic yeah. break, and that's what happened to him. And you know the, the stress and the anxiety and the depression that he was dealing with. You know, basically, do this one event. Mm-hmm. Uh, had he had a per- personally normal, successful life. But for the uh, you know the Lincoln assassination, so anyway, um, you know you kill one wife. Yeah, didn't you? I know. And they put you in the same. Asylum. Yeah, well, he was put in an insane asylum in Heidelstein, Germany. I guess that's how you pronounce it. Um, he rarely received visitors. His brother visited him once or twice, uh, but that was he was pretty much left alone. That was only a game sign a check. Yeah, he was dealing with. You're right. He was dealing with the estate. Um, uh, he got a $12 a month uh, veterans benefits. No, that's something. Yeah, that's something. You can go to the commissary or whatever. Yeah. Um, he lingered in the asylum until August of 1911 when he died, and he was buried next to his wife. No, that's nice. In Hanover. Their graves, however, were demolished in 1952. Well, that kind of sucks. Yeah, it does, because and they demolished their graves, and no one knows what's become of their remains, so... <laughs> You know, I didn't know they you demolished graves. I mean, people you know, they shouldn't be going around demolishing graves. I don't know that that's kosher to do. I think you should be able to. You know what? Though? That's what happens because you that's you build those places on demolished grave sites and graveyards, uh-huh. and then all of a sudden you get the poltergeist. But well, the damn thing survived World War One and World War Two. They, yeah, they demolished in fifty two. But anyway, well, they needed to, it was the suburbs, Timmy. <laughs> Maybe. They need, they need more parking. They had to put a strip mall in. <laughs> Probably. Of all, all of the, uh, their, uh, Henry and Clara's children were taken back to America where they were raised by their maternal uncle, William, William Harris. Actually, one of his uh, sons ended up becoming a congressman. Oh. Uh, his eldest son, Henry Wiggs Rathbone. So his namesake ended up uh, becoming a U.S. congressman. And... Um, he was born on February 12, 1870, which would have been Link, uh, President Abraham Lincoln's 61st birthday. No kidding. So John Wilkes Booth killed a bunch more people. He did. There was there's there's a lot more. It's just it's, it, there's a lot more. It touched a lot more people's lives than just this. It's kind of like the Kennedy assassination, yeah. where you get all these things happen and then. Well, and you know, it's one of those. I and um, oh, I wish I could remember. Um, but the name of the show and the name of the books, but they give you different scenarios. Mm-hmm. Um, and had Lincoln lived... Oh, like alt history? Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, had Lincoln lived, think about Reconstruction. Mm-hmm. Think about, you know, what would have happened. And, sure. It had been a much different much different world. And, and this one death, this one assassination, of course, affected so many people's lives. And there's a whole list, like I said, like the Lincoln and the Kennedy assassination... There was a lot of mysterious deaths happened after the Kennedy assassination, uh, which, you know, that's another podcast, yeah. but uh, it affected a lot of lives. And, you know, this did as well. It affected, it ruined the lives of Clara and um, Henry Rathbone. Um, you know, I've always... Mary Todd Lincoln's life was run, yeah. you know. Well, you had, in, and when we get into boots, this, we boots. just, we were off just this week because for Martin Luther King to celebrate mm-hmm. um, his birthday. And, you know, I've always had a strong belief, Timmy, and uh, this off, deeply off the subject, mm-hmm. but I've always had this, uh, a strong belief that Martin Luther King's death did not impact history as greatly as people say because people forget the times. First of all, Martin Luther, worked, or Martin Luther King had already done most of his work. Mm-hmm. And secondly, um, he was becoming very, he was becoming less and less popular. Mm-hmm. You know, so his, his movement, so he, it's almost as if he died right at the perfect moment to have the greatest impact. I think if he would have lived for 10 more years, I think he would, his, his legacy would have been diminished. Um, well, and, and I think that that's, that's probably true. Probably true with everybody. Yeah. They died well, right at the perfect. You know, there was even questions whether uh, Kennedy would have even been reelected in exactly. I mean, yeah, um, yeah. I think you you kind of uh, not that his achievement. I don't. I, I'm and, and don't get me wrong, listeners. I'm in no way diminishing the man's achievements. Right. What I'm saying is that I that you can only accomplish those things once in a lifetime, mm-hmm. and he had accomplished them. He came near. Uh, I, I forget all the details, but he, you know, he, there was another assassination attempt on 
Martin Luther King prior to that. Mm-hmm. He was, yeah. I believe, he was stabbed in New York yeah. City by a crazy mm-hmm. by a crazy lady. Yeah, and, just uh, a random. Thing. Yeah, and he almost died from that. Um, but yeah, I mean, what, what would have happened? All history is always kind of. Fun. But I, mean, I believe that Martin Luther King being killed when he did. Um, had he lived, I think the movement would have gone slow. Him being killed when he did changed the course of history, and I believe it speeded up and, and accelerated um, what he had tried to start. It's interesting because I think also uh, he had moved, uh, I mean, I think he had moved away from civil rights, but he was uh, focusing more and more on uh, eco- economic, economic justice, right? Yeah. Right. And so it would have been interesting to see uh, had he lived. And yeah, it's always. Yeah. Art history is always kind of fun to play with, but uh, well, and to see what would have happened with the Vietnam War. I mean, that's sure. where you know. Sure. I mean, it would have been, but I, but I've always thought that his greatest work. Man can only do one great, great thing. Mm-hmm. And his greatest work, you know, he had he had done. Yeah, and and like and much like Kennedy, um, the you know the Cuban Missile Crisis, mm-hmm. you know, something like that. Um, he was, as you said, he was not going to carry Texas that second term. Mm-hmm. Um, and Kennedy is just uh, relegated to almost a secondary figure, but he got he gets shot and killed. Yeah, I think it, you know they, he had a deal with um, Goldwater, <clears throat> and they were going to yeah. have de- they were going to debate like all over the country. They were going to yeah. like barnstorm mm-hmm. debate that, which would have been really cool to see. Yeah. I think Lincoln would have been reelected because you know as far if you look at the electoral map. Of the 1960. No, election. I meant Kennedy. Um, yeah, yeah. What I say? Oh, that's what I mean. I think Kennedy would have been reelected if you look at the electoral map of 1960. Well, Texas wasn't near to the power that it was. It was not. It, it wouldn't have it had had they lost. You know, they make such a big deal about Johnson saving the ticket. Yeah, it was Illinois. It, yeah, they, but had they lost Texas, mm-hmm. Kennedy would have still won the election. Would have still won. The the election was close in terms of. Uh, the popular vote. Yeah. In terms of the uh, electoral, electoral college, it was, not, close, it was right. not as close, right? Yeah. All right. Well, that's it for this edition of History Dweebs. Any final thoughts, Colonel, on Major Henry Rathbone? Well, this is why I don't go to the theater with a man named Angry Penis, Timmy. <laughs> Um, because you get your popcorn, you all settled in, and, and invariably some, some dumbass has to screw it up. They either, either shoot you or... Well, it's either they're talking on the cell phone, yeah. all right, or they're making all the noise with the rapping on uh, a, on a raisinets, uh-huh. or they're shooting somebody in the back of the damn head. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, it's it, just, it, you know, it, it never. Yeah. I if just, you, you're, if you're, you're gonna go get mezzanine level seats. You're better you know. off seeing it on Netflix, Tim, in your <laughs> you're living room. Right. You really are. Because then you only got one crazy to deal with, and that's the Mrs. Colonel. Where can people find us? Can they find us on the Netflix? People can find us. Um, we are still negotiating to do the halftime show at the Super Bowl. Yeah, um, we're we're negotiating that. We're negotiating with Netflix for the next documentary called. Making of a podcast. Making of a podcaster, yeah. yeah. Um, it's and, quite popular. Yeah, unfortunately, um, they can't find a podcaster. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but a uh, we, you can find us on on the iTunes. That's um, the best place to find us. Yes. Actually, the best place to find us, where we'd like you to find us, is on uh, Facebook, mm-hmm. History Dweebs. Um, we like interactive people. Yeah. Um, We'll have this posted on Facebook, so you know, give oh. us, a, you know, uh, post on there, make, post your comments. We love, we love. And then jump yourself over, get your ass over to iTunes, mm-hmm. and leave us a review, a comment, whatever. Um, you can get us on Stitcher if you use that. You can get us on Libsyn, but the two big places is our our, our history dweebs page on Facebook, on and, Facebook, and on iTunes. Yeah, and you can follow us on Twitter yeah. if you like. Yeah, you can follow us on Twitter. We're there too. Yeah. And someday we'll be on YouTube. Someday we'll be on YouTube. If Tara ever gets her wish. If Tara ever gets her ass moving on this. <laughs> so, uh, okay. That's all I have for today, Timothy. Thank you, Colonel. And we'll see you all again next time on History Dreams. Good day, listeners. Bye bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello HelloFresh. 
Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 